Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcasts in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-depth series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. I'm Tara. And this is episode number 26 of Podcast in Death. And in this episode, we are talking about judgment and and it's it's there's some stuff to, to unpack there <laughs> some as stuff Jen was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, there's a huge elephant in the room with yeah. this one that, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, most people wouldn't think so, but I mean, it, if you're being honest, it's a little problematic by today's standards. By today's standards, know? yeah. And I mean, it is, but... We've said this 4,000 times on this podcast. It's fiction. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. I wish I could have, I, you know, I have a bad habit of not like on Twitter, not liking things. And then later going like, Oh, I wanted to this post I saw on Twitter and then you can't find it again. No, yeah. Never. Yeah. But yeah, there was some meme about about somebody saying like um for me like in real life, you know, this this behavior is horrible and this man needs to be canceled or whatever and me reading a romance novel like oh my gosh, this hero is the best ever or whatever, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it is true what what we what we want in real life and what we want when we read books are yeah. completely different. You know, and it's different for everyone. So there are those people that don't want that in real life or in books. Sure. The problematic behavior. Yeah. Pissed off, problematic Rourke. (laughs) They wouldn't want in real life or in a book. I still don't know that I find it all that problematic. I think, I think Eve was an idiot. I think, you know, the whole situation is just a hot dumpster fire. And they, yeah, they were both idiots in this book. There's no yeah. question. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't put everything off on work. I think Eve was kind of a dumbass in this one. And, you know, she, she knows who she married and I'm not saying that yeah. he uses yeah. it, but no. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, he walked yeah. in on her being hit on by a former lover and doesn't expect him to lose his shit. Really? Right. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, maybe we ought to go back and set this whole <laughs> thing up. So let me see. Well, <laughs> then we'll try to be brief because I think it's, I think it, that's going to, that discussion is going to take up the majority of the podcast. More than likely. Yeah. So basically, um, with this case, Eve, uh, is called to, uh, the club named purgatory and where a guy the bartender has been beaten to death and they realize that the bartender is a cop and she also realizes that this club belongs to rourke of course like everything else like (laughs) every like everything else at the scene a big clue in this whole uh, murder mystery part of it is that the guy's police his badge was there but also um 30 silver coins which is a biblical reference they figure out yeah. um and uh so it goes toward what the theme of this book is about the book's called judgment and it, i guess it's kind of that 
it's also, I think, a little bit not necessarily um, betrayals, but perceived betrayals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This whole thing with Webster, for example, is kind of a perceived betrayal by O'Rourke, you know, wasn't really a betrayal, but he felt that way. Yeah. I think he understood right away that it wasn't right betraying him. It was more, I don't know. (laughs) It's reactionary. Like it's so reactionary. If he took a breath and thought for a second, I don't know that he would have done anything differently, but it may have, it may have (laughs) gone slightly differently. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Webster, Webster, like, just gave it right back to him. I mean, he didn't back down. Right. So it's not like Rourke came in and pounded on some helpless dude, you know, out of nowhere. Webster knew what he was doing. He was hitting on a married woman in her home. Right. Yes. I mean, and then when her husband comes in, he's like, yeah, I did it. You know, like, he didn't, <laughs> like idiot. Why? He, he didn't say, oh, man, sorry. <laughs> he was like, fuck, yeah, let's let's go. You know, yeah. I mean, so. Yeah. 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 So um, they find this guy in this club and they pretty quickly uh, link him to an investigation of some really bad dude named Max Ricker who Rourke had some sort of uh, nefarious dealings with back in the day. So um, nefarious dealings. That's a good way to put it. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> no, you're right. No, it is what it is. Apparently IAB I and Webster are also in there somewhere. Webster, you know, um, warns her a couple times that she needs to, be careful in this investigation yeah. or back off in the investigation of Max Rickert, that whole, you know, that whole part of it. Yeah. So um, the guy that was killed, he was out of a, no, I don't know what the, what the, um, the number is. One. Thank you. I sh- I can always ask Jen. Yeah. She knows. <laughs> it's the 128. And um, so a couple of cops from the 128 wanted to see the, um, the, the crime what scene. you call it crime scene thank you <laughs> <laughs> see that's how it's going to go for me today that's okay <laughs> lieutenant alan mills and detective juliana martinez and they were also in on this uh they tried to take max ricker down and uh ricker managed to get off and uh the guy that was killed Taj Coley, he was also part of that investigation that tried to take Ricker down. So it's a big circle, circular, like, you know, everything leads back to Rourke. So, yeah, they are looking at Max Ricker. And of course, Eve wants to question Ricker. And Rourke tells her, like, no, I don't want you doing that because he's dangerous. And, you know, I don't know what Rourke thought he could do. Yeah. Like what he was saying, well, wait, wait for me to do something. Yeah. I don't know what that was about, but yeah. yeah. What, what were you going to do? I mean, it's her investigation. She can't, you can't say, no, no, wait, wait for me. You know, like this is who Rourke is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, Eve decides, well, I'm just going to go 
and talk to Ricker myself. She kind of ditches Peabody too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ditches Peabody and goes by herself, which, you know, that, that was stupid. Like you said, Eve being stupid in this book, that's a dumb thing to do. Stop going by yourself. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel like you should have backup always, but. And can we just talk about how Eve is never properly reprimanded for not having backup (laughs) for like 90% of all of well, them. <laughs> you know, I mean, she did say to Peabody, because Peabody made some comment about Eve wanting to go by herself. And Eve did say to her, like, you know, I've done investigations and field work by myself for years before I took you on as an aide. Yeah, but I also feel like she knew what she was walking into. And yes. You should have backup in that situation. Yeah. And maybe backup doesn't mean Peabody. Maybe it literally right. means backup. Yeah. Other right. Letting who- someone know where you're going. Right. Yeah. You know? Yes. Don't just go yeah, across that. state just Literally, line. that's me watching any cop show. I'm like, do you have right. to go by yourself? <laughs> that's like, not how yeah. it works. Like, you know, she goes across state lines to visit yes. the baddest of bad guys, basically. Mm-hmm. And doesn't tell anybody where she's friggin' going. Right. Like, that is like, just the, like, her arrogance sometimes just <laughs> bothers me. It's like, yeah. you're not invincible lady sorry and <laughs> well i mean she kind of is in this series let's be honest well, there is that. <laughs> oh my god and i don't know what she thought she'd get from him or you know she just wanted to get a, a sense of who he is or you know i think she just wanted to get under his skin which she did which but. yeah she does like but, to do that as well again without backup right <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know i mean she did get from him how much she hated rourke and wanted to get back at rourke yeah so i guess that so, makes the trip worthwhile i suppose I so know. that gives us the personal conflict in this book right yeah <laughs> <laughs> or one of them there's several um yeah. but then on the way back they all from, revolve around this though yes they all revolve around this you're right um so Coming back from Ricker's mansion or whatever, then she's tailed by several guys and who she, you know, manages to evade, not evade, but even though there's four of them, she manages to hold them off till help arrives. And so all of these guys lived, but then she tried to get one of the guys to roll over on Ricker and, and he, yeah, and then he died then, yeah. Then, yes, he was executed, essentially, by Ricker. Right. I mean, it all comes out that they're suspecting that some of the police officers in this unit, uh, the 128, are dirty, and they're uh, doing work for Ricker. And so Eve is, is all, also now investigating all of these police officers in the 128. Um, so... She gets followed, tailed by these guys and she brings them in, et cetera, et cetera. End of the day, she comes home and there's flowers waiting. And the flowers are from Ricker. Because he's a fucking creep. Yeah. He's <laughs> well, just, yeah. Yanking her chain because she yanked his. Oh, yeah. Basically, yeah. And, and subsequently then yanking Rourke's chain. 
So, because, you know, she realizes they're from Rickard. Now, I mean, it seems to me, again, Eve being an idiot, deciding like, oh my God, because you know, Somerset's there and she's like, get rid of these flowers before Rourke sees them and Rourke's home. You know, he sees everything goes on in the house. Yeah. There's cameras yeah. everywhere. You can't, you know, can't get away from anything. You're like, why did you think that you could just hide these flowers? You know? Again, reactionary. Yeah. And then say to him like, oh, what flowers? <laughs> like, so, so dumb. Come on. Idiot. Plus, she's, you know, I mean, again, she's got bruises. She goes to take a shower and he meets her in the bathroom and sees that she's got bruises. And she's like, uh, what bruises? <laughs> you know, the whole thing's Come like. Come on, Eve. Than yeah. That. You know. But, you know, I mean, on the one hand, I understand Rourke's um, side of it. Like, you know, she tried to do that. Like, what flowers? Right. Like, I mean, I get his side when he's like, you don't don't try to hide this from me. That's the whole thing. Yeah. This this like constant. I have to protect you. Bullshit between the two of them. Right. He's, yeah. Thank so you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that is frustrating. Like, no, I'm protecting you. No, I'm protecting you. No, I'm protecting you. Right. Like, you know, stop. Protect each other. I mean, I get it. Lives. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, um, so yeah, I mean, and then it, he's also pissed off that, you know, she went to see Ricker without him. Right. Well, because he's allowed again, to be mad about that because she could have taken back. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. You know, I mean, she didn't necessarily have to take him. Right. But you know, she should have taken somebody and, you know, to yank Ricker's chain. I'm sure that, you know, he was a little bit pissed at that, but, um, I mean, I feel like he would have been like suitably annoyed had she come with a co- another cop or two, you know, she right. needs to go by herself to annoy him. Right. Yeah. And he's annoyed that she's bruised and he's annoyed that, you know, Ricker sent the flowers and he's, he's just annoyed. And I don't blame him. Yeah. You know? I don't if this leads into, you know, the scene we're going to talk about later, because <laughs> he's already starting out annoyed because he is pissed her for going to Ricker's without backup or without him. And also she got the flowers and then she tried to hide that from him. So he's already annoyed. Um, we're not necessarily yet seeing, we're, seeing pissed off Rourke. We're just not seeing pissed off problematic Rourke yet. The problematic part will come later, but we are seeing him a little pissed off and you can't blame him. Yeah. Not at all. Right around. Maybe it's not the end of chapter seven, but you know, our beginning of chapter seven, maybe it's more (laughs) the end when she gets called and there's another murder. You don't get a cookie for coming in the house. (laughs) I want a cookie. Jesus. I'd, I'd love it if somebody gave me a cookie every time I came in the house. <laughs> it's like, he goes out, then he comes back in, and he thinks he gets a cookie. You sound like Caitlin. You don't get a cookie every time you come in the house, Mom. <laughs> no. Hoover, <laughs> uh, stop. Anyway, sorry, my bad. <laughs> it's okay. Had to scold the dog. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, we talked earlier about uh, there being several people within the 128 that are 
uh, suspect. And one is one of the people that came to the club to look at the crime scene. And that is Lieutenant Alan Mills. Yeah. Who is just in general a dick. Yeah, he's pretty terrible. And he's got some bank accounts that have taken some, you know, deposits. And so obviously she's looking at him as one of the people who is working with Ricker and who could have possibly killed Taj Kohli. Um, But then end of chapter seven, she gets a dispatch and uh, there's been another murder and it is Lieutenant Mills and he's on the George Washington bridge. So, um, so they, she and Rourke go to this scene. Like we have talked at earlier podcasts about how Rourke's smoking habit kind of slowly starts to go away. Yeah. In these books at a certain point, he is kind of standing back watching Eve deal with this whole scene, which is bad. Yeah. And it says, um, Rourke had a, it is very graphic. A lot of them are graphic, but yeah, this whole scene, how it, how it was done. I couldn't figure out how it was done. Like, how would you like, cause yeah, you would I, think just medically, I don't know that that's even possible right. without it being a really big, like, like there, you can't like, without having a sterile field, you're not going to be able to slice somebody open that far and then just like cram everything back in, button their shirt back up and not have there be any evidence of it outside their clothes. Well, it does say that there was blood. Oh. Yeah, but not not enough for this. Okay. Well, <laughs> I just yeah. I yeah. <laughs> That's that one was, thing I've always like. Yeah. Yeah. Because it does seem like if you open somebody up that way, I yeah. mean, everything's going to come spilling gonna out. Spill out. And you're not going to be able to just cram them back in. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. The abdominal cavity is packed very specifically. Right. <laughs> you're, unless you're a doctor, you're not going to be able to pack it back in the right way. Well, he didn't really need to pack it back in yeah, the right way. I still. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's a stretch. <laughs> So, yeah, it was a pretty gory scene. And we were talking about, sorry, I cut in about the cigarettes. No, I I said something about the cigarettes and I. Yeah, I mean, I cut in on you. Yeah, no, no. I was just saying it it was saying that Rourke had a low grade urge for a cigarette, which annoyed him. Yeah. So um, apparently by this time he was starting to cut down on the cigarettes. Yeah. Or he had cut them out. Yeah. I don't know. He hadn't cut him out he because hadn't cut him out completely because there's yeah, a few because, more times that he smokes. Well, when Webster goes to see him, he offers right. Webster a cigarette. Right. So yeah, and apparently yeah, Webster a was a smoker also. Series, but it's not nearly yeah. as much as it used to be. Yeah, I just think that's funny. You know what? What I I do like is that you know um, obviously there's a lot of legwork and stuff to be done with this uh, case, and uh, Eve goes into Central. And she tells uh, Peabody and McNabb to get started on the legwork. And uh, she Eve comes home really late and then she gets up early to go back into Central and she feels like she, she's going to 
swing by and pick up Peabody, but then right. Peabody comes walking in like, Hey, you know, yeah. <laughs> she's like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, what were you doing sleeping in my house? Yeah. And Peabody's like, well, I bunked here last night, me and McNabb. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, and that was after, can we talk about, we also talk about how many times Eve wakes somebody up in the middle of a fucking night in this book. Yeah, <laughs> and has no qualms about it. All like, the time, all the time. Well, like, like the last you book, know, I've got shit to do, and you're gonna get up too. Yeah, I, I have no consideration for your feelings whatsoever. Right. Well, you know, and it's like the last book you, with with witness when you yeah. know Peabody McNabb are on a date, and yeah. she's like, "Nope, sorry, we gotta go yeah. question somebody." I mean, let's go in that in, that in between while Peabody and McNabb were working with Rourke at the house. She she went to Webster's. Which, okay, I get that. She yes. was pissed. She was pissed I, off at Webster for hiding shit from her. But then she right. goes to Feeney's and wakes him up. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's rude. He's an old man. Let him sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not an old man. I would also like to sleep. And don't <laughs> like, well, why is she waking Feeney up? Just to give him an update, basically. I mean, it wasn't like... It was anything that important. She just wanted to bounce it off him. Like, why right. do you think Peabody's like, yeah, I'm going to stay here because she knows better. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, this bitch been waking me up too many times. <laughs> I might as well already be here. <laughs> just, I just, oh, like, come on. And then later on in the book, she's, you know, you know, she calls Dickie into the lab in the middle of the night and, you know, yeah. she's. At least she was nice to him, but she still made him get up and go in and do this for her. <laughs> she did offer to give him tickets, backstage okay. passes to Mavis's uh, concert. She still has no, she's got such no. freaking tunnel vision. <laughs> she really does. It's she true. She doesn't have any consideration for anybody else. It is true. As far as that kind of thing goes. And it's like, you know, people do need to sleep. They're not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, Eve Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it, all that's happening. Yeah, she goes to Webster's apartment, which I actually forgot about until yeah. I, I read it again. I was like, oh, I forgot that she'd gone to Webster's apartment. I'm like, why? Like you said, not just, you know, she's waking him up in the middle of the night, but why are you even going there in the first place? Yeah, yeah. she was why? pissed. I kind of get that. I kind of get that. She was pissed off and she wanted to confront him. And But I don't understand why she woke Feeney up. That just bothered me. Like, yeah. seriously, he's an old man. Let him sleep. <laughs> no reason to wake him up. He's not that old. He really isn't that old. You know what? He's in his 60s, right? What's that old? That's old enough. Say 60s or 50s? He's old enough to need your sleep. I'm in my 40s and I need my damn sleep. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like sleep. You're right. And that's another thing that she didn't tell. Did she tell Rourke about that? No. That she went over to Webster's? Mm-hmm. She's keeping things from Rourke. Yeah. Although, you know, I mean, you could argue she doesn't have to tell him everything, but no, you know, I mean, that, I think it's something you need to bring up. You yeah. Tell him you woke Feeney up because that probably would have pissed him off, too. Like, what are you doing? With Feeney up? <laughs> you know, this, this book. So it's just Eve pissing off Rourke. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, so she yeah, she went to Webster's house because she wanted to know whether uh, Mills and Coley were dirty and whether IAB was investigating them. And of course, he's not going to give her any information. I don't know. It's just weird. She's there and, you know, he's he's still got a thing for her and he's thinking about that and he's like, 
it's all that that goes to his motivation when you know again when this scene comes up later yeah you know okay you know a one night stand 10 years ago why is he still hung up on her yeah yeah i mean did it say 10 years ago though yeah, because it was supposedly right after she got her shield. So, I mean, maybe not 10, but it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, don't carry torches that I long. Don't, I don't know, Jen, how long have you had a thing for Goran? <laughs> <Mishmish? laughs> well, I've never slept with him. So, I mean, it might I have think been I worse. might get over it if that were to happen. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe I'd like. Go all obsessed and stalkery. I don't know. No, yeah. no, I would not. You just, <laughs> you just never know about people, right? I mean, I just I find it a little bit. Well, he did say that, like you know, after it happened, it kind of it. He kind of got over it for a while, but then when but all the stuff happened, yeah. yeah, and yeah. it all kind of got stirred up again. Is yeah. what he said. I don't know. I just think it's. Uh, I mean, sure, yeah. it's it's kind of cute, but it's also like, okay. <laughs> Get over yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you know. Well, he eventually does, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, I know. I know he does. <laughs> I love Webster. Don't get me wrong. I do. I, I love Webster. He's Everybody I- loves Webster. That's one of the things when I posted on uh, Instagram that was everybody's comment that they just all love Webster. Yeah. And who wouldn't really? Yeah, either. especially beyond this book. I mean, in this book, you know, we kind of get to know him, but, you know, beyond this book, once we see the even more of him, that's when I yeah. really start to love him. Yeah. I mean, so. in this book, he really is kind of in a shit situation. Yeah. Like we see him interacting with Eve and he clearly can't get over that. And also, you know, his job is right. kind of stressful. So, right. I don't know. After like, it the it after the the what is it conspiracy where he's introduced um yeah i don't really care like i didn't care about him you know after right. that i was like oh yeah he's this and then he came back and i was like okay i'm kind of interested now you know yeah. and this was, right this was the book where i was like oh okay he could be interesting and he is yeah. He is, yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's not 100% likable, which makes him a lot easier to yeah. appreciate, I think, because which I think is a good benchmark for just about all the characters in this yeah. series. I mean, I think that's important, true. you know, yeah, none of them are 100% likable, even no. like somebody like Mira. There's moments where you're like, yeah, okay, really, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> agree. <laughs> Dennis Mira is 100% likable. Yes. Okay, yeah, all right. I'll give you Dennis Mira. Yeah, the probably the only He's character really that's fun. 100% likable. Yeah. You're absolutely that's right about, about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can't think of I can't think of a single unlikable moment at all for him. So yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, that's we that's all fine. Him. And you know, the thing is, even Rourke are really bad at communicating in a lot of cases. You know, I mean, they try in this book, they do try a couple times. Yeah, they do try. And, and, you know, that one scene in particular where, you know, um, I'm not sure why she came to him. Um, she came to Rourke for something and, uh, they try to talk a little bit and he says, 
to her, like, I love you, Eve. Nothing changes that. Nothing could, but Christ, you pissed me off. Yeah, that was and, right. That was right after. Um, yeah, shoot. Now I can't think of when that well, was. That was right after she had gone to. That was after Mills's murder and yeah. she had gone to to uh Webster's apartment, although he doesn't know about that. Yeah, so. but it was after it was even after that because Peabody was in her office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't it was even after that. I mean it wasn't that same scene where Peabody comes out and gets in the car with her. No. It was a different it was after that. It right. Was, because they're they're kind of trying to figure out how because Mills was in the car by himself. Right. Uh, in the passenger seat. Yeah. And there was no, they couldn't find any like fingerprints or there wasn't any sign that anybody had driven the car and like stopped it and walked away. Right. But, um, and then, you know, when she was now here's something that is kind of, I, I was like, mm, because she was going to go back to work after that scene with Rourke where he, she, he tells her she pisses him off. Mm-hmm. And so she goes to leave and Somerset stops her and basically tells her, no, you did the right thing by getting rid of those flowers. Yeah. And like, no, she didn't. No. Stop telling her that Somerset. Yeah. Well, and I feel like this is one of those moments where just like with in innocent with Magdalena, he's that's where his protective instincts are taking over his common sense more than you right. Know, he knows Ricker's dangerous and he knows Rick will go after him. Yeah. Right. So whatever means will keep him away from Rourke, Somerset's going to be fine with, even if it means it's okay for Eve to lie to him, which is not okay. Yeah. So I get where he's coming from there. Yeah. That was well, a not a dick moment from Somerset, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't agree with it. More of a dick in that one. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I, agree, I, don't I don't agree with it. So I, I love it. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's, I get it. I get where you're coming from. I just, I, I see where I see his perspective. Yeah. Because again, yeah, I can I kind of see it. Everybody wants to protect everybody in this fucking series, and you know they do stupid things. Yeah, they really do stupid things so, to do yeah. that. Yeah. One hundred percent. So, um, so yeah, Eve has uh, one of the guys that trailed her the first time and he's about to roll over, but then he's, uh, assassinated mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. so her, her, her last few days aren't going so well. So she decides she needs an evening with Mavis and cause she didn't want to go home to Rourke, I guess, because she's pissed off at him. Yeah, everyone's angry with everyone. Everyone's angry with everyone's everyone. Everyone's angry with everyone. So she goes to Mavis's, and this is, you know, because it, it says that Mavis and Leonardo were supposed to go out, but she told Leonardo, no, Eve needs to come over and vent. And so he, you know, yeah. makes them a pitcher of drinks and then Leonardo leaves. says. <laughs> she didn't do that, though, in this one. She kind just said how, how great she is. He is because he made up a, a big picture of screamers and then right, left. He's so that they lovely could... in this one too. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's nice that he did that. Like, Oh, okay. You need to see your friend and talk yeah, things over. Of, so again, this is another moment for Mavis that I'm like, okay, again, yeah. because yeah. yeah, she, she does a good job with it. Like I said, she this gives her some good advice. Giving, 
when she's giving advice to Eve. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, she, she's annoying as hell, but she gets some great advice to Eve. She does. This is a good Mavis book. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Because uh, the best part is that, you know, she just like boils it down to when Ricker sent the flowers and she's like, you figured he did it to rile you up and to get Rourke's goat. So you had Somerset ditch the posies, but Rourke saw them and called you out on it. And then you were like, the what flowers? <laughs> <laughs> and then Eve says, I didn't say duh. <laughs> she might as well have said duh. <laughs> exactly. So, and then she says, you didn't figure the man factor. They've got dicks. You can't ever forget the dick when you're dealing with a man. <laughs> so wrong. And he's like, wrong. what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we all know that. She, yeah. She's not wrong. But Eve doesn't, you know, she's yeah. not she's really Eve. Eve so. Yeah, she's Eve. So she's like, I don't understand what you're talking about. What? And Mavis says, the uh, dick is connected to the ego. It's medical fact. Or maybe it's the other way around. <laughs> but yeah, yeah you know, right, but yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so good. And Eve says later on, and I love that they're just getting drunk together and talking this whole thing out, you know. Yeah. And and Eve says what a lot of us have thought, I'm sure. If men are pigs, why do so many of us yeah, want one or have one? <laughs> that is it's the that is the question. Yeah. It oh, is no. a really good question. Yeah. We don't know. No idea. <laughs> well, and Mavis th- thinks it's because Rourke's a sexual banquet. Well, I mean, <laughs> kind of is. <laughs> What's yeah. she going to do? I mean, yeah. Sexual banquet. We love that. Mavis says, you know, mommy's going to tell you what to do to make it all better. You fuck know, <laughs> yeah, fuck his brains out. And he's like, what? That's mommy's best advice? And Mavis says it's the only advice men being pigs and having the dick factor will usually forget what they were pissed about. If you lay them right again, not wrong, not wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so oh, good. <laughs> and, and here's one of my favorite moments because they're, you know, there's still, there was a long, I I'd forgotten how long this, like this whole scene with her and Mavis like it's like two chapters. Yeah, it's long. Or yeah. Something. It's long. Yeah. They just go on and on about this whole which is good because, you know, I mean, Eve does need a lot of that in this book. Like what is going on and how do I solve it? Yeah. Cuz she's really not sure how to solve it. I mean, she's caused a lot of it. Yeah. Let's be honest, but she's yeah. just not sure how to solve it all, you know. Because Rourke's works like her. To, you know, to that point, I feel like Rourke's just got fed up with it. Like, yeah, he puts up up a lot of shit from her. Well, he does. Yes. Yeah. And so this time when it's so personal and, you know, he just was like, fuck this. I'm done. I'm not doing it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to play the game this time. Right. I'm done. So I get it. I get where he's coming from. Yeah, totally. Plus, he's got a dick. Exactly. So. So, you know, the one of my favorite parts here is that, um, you know, Eve. So later on, it's saying that Eve is saying to her, like, I wasn't wrong. And she says, of course you weren't. We're women. We're never wrong. (laughs) And Eve says, even Somerset went on my side and he hates me. 
And Mavis says, doesn't hate you. And Eve says, I love the stupid son of a bitch. And Mavis goes, oh, that's so sweet. If you tell him, you guys would get along better. (laughs) (laughs) And so good. He says, (laughs) says, it took Eve a minute. Not Somerset. Jeez, Rourke. I love that stupid son of a bitch. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but they're both drunk and it's just amazing. I just love this whole scene. That's a great scene. It's very fun. Yeah. So fun. I laugh out loud reading it. Oh, yeah. 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 It's fantastic. We are all fish in the great sea of life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We are. She's right. She's right. And then Eve, you know, of course, has to go home. So she takes some sober up because she doesn't want to, but she doesn't take a full, you know. <laughs> no, does not take a full takes dose. One, doesn't take a full dose, just one. So she's only slightly drunk when she gets back home. And of course, Webster's waiting for her when she gets back home, which is not, not good. Really not good. You know, he wants to talk to her and she's like, I don't want like you in my house. First. He just waits for her. Just waits for it. Yeah, that's a little creepy. Don't you think? It's weird. It is weird. I'll just like sit outside the gates of her mansion. Yeah. Because her husband is inside. And you know, he's got, again, he's got cameras everywhere. Rourke sees everything. Why, Why are you, what, you know, I'll just wait out here. She'll get home eventually and then I'll be able to talk to her or whatever and just weird i don't know why he does that because he's fucking weird (laughs) (laughs) i don't think that's okay why why can't you just call her i would never like text i need to talk to this person so i just i'll just sit outside their house until they get home like not creepy at all that's weird maybe it's a man thing i don't know it is weird so, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know why. It's, I don't know if that's a typical thing that guys do or maybe women know. do it too. Or I don't know. It just seems creepy. No, that's weird. Yeah. I, that's kind of stalkery. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. Pretty stalkery. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, and she's all like, I don't want you in my house. And he's like, yeah, but I really need to talk. She's like, all right. Going up, you know. Tells Somerset that she's got, she's having a meeting. Yeah. So. Yeah, because Somerset that. <laughs> yeah. That do you, meeting. Now, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I mean, Somerset told Rourke or does Rourke just know? I because think Rourke probably knew I'm, the minute she came home. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause he, he does. He, yeah. He knows when he gets when she gets home, he's got cameras everywhere. And, you know, exactly. she was probably he was probably waiting for her. Yeah, she does. And or has that police scanner that we were talking about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The Eve so, scanner. Yeah. Again, you know, Webster is telling her to back off the investigation of Ricker. And she says she's not going to do that, you know, and he's afraid for her. He's telling her that she matters to him. And then he makes a pass at her, which is just weird. This happens. (laughs) Yeah, I do. You know, just, yeah. Maybe not weird, but stupid. Like, what are you thinking? Like, come on, man. I mean, I get having a thing for her, but in her house. Yeah. You know, her husband's home. 
Yeah. Well, maybe he didn't know that Rourke was somebody. You had I mean, to think, like, come on. Th- th- yeah, the choice to like hit on this woman who's married. Yeah, no, yeah. she's married in her house that she shares with her husband, regardless if he's <laughs> home or not. I mean, yeah. it just seems weird. Not okay. It's, yeah, it's not even what he says. It's literally the fact that he like, uh, you know. He physically is like, yeah, yeah, I always had a thing for you. I mean, he doesn't really do much. He just, no. he just kind of pulls her against him, or you know, which is he does again, not okay. Yeah, that he didn't need to make. Yeah, right. Because you know, I mean, Rourke then decides to make an appearance, and because Rourke is always ready to make an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> So, and tells him to get his hands off his wife. And hilarity ensues. (laughs) Yeah, hilarity. (laughs) Eve tells him, like, we're in the middle of a meeting, and he says, I don't think so. Go find something to do, Eve, elsewhere. And you're like, what? (laughs) Right. That's That's, that's kind of a dick thing to say to her. Yeah, that's a dick moment for work, for sure. Yeah, major dick moment for Rourke right well, and I mean I get what he's saying doing I mean he, he knows he's going to kick Webster's ass I mean that's just a given but, yes like do you really think she's going anywhere you're right. stupid if you do like <laughs> come on man go find something to do like uh, I don't I don't know man I just, just go make some so, cookies but go make some cookies <laughs> <laughs> yeah that uh, yeah this <laughs> go back to your knitting woman yeah let the men so, handle this like and <laughs> so she says to him like get a grip you've mistaken the situation here and then that's when like we said earlier you know webster jumps in and says no he hasn't he hasn't made a mistake not on my end you know do you want to do this here or outside like <laughs> stupid like really no let's go outside yeah. I believe Eve calls it Call a testosterone explosion later on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's basically what it was. Yeah. And then they start fighting. And then Eve decides she's going to fire at him. And it's like, that was not a good choice. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we're saying like. Keep rolling in this block I, house. Yeah, both of them are making really bad choices. All three of them are making really bad yeah, choices. Really bad choices. I just want to shake them all. Come on. Uh, yeah. I mean, when they Peabody is the most mature person in this book, you, you know there's a problem. Or Mavis. Or right? Mavis. Yeah. Yeah. You know, For sure. Yeah, there is a big problem when Mavis is one of the most mature yeah. people in this book. Yeah. Yeah. And then I love how it's like, you know, he he slugs Webster and then in comes Somerset. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just take just him out. Your guest out. I'll just show your guest out. I'll just show your guest out. Where were you? Were you like hanging out outside the door, <laughs> waiting to see what was going to happen? Yeah, he wants to happen. Probably. I mean, does he have a wrist unit? He's monitoring everything. He's got the video, and he's oh my like, God, okay. probably. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Like, yeah, because he's like right there. I'll just show him out. Yeah. You, know, you two keep on fighting. You two keep on going. I'll take care <laughs> of this. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. So 
you know, he's already pissed off because of the earlier thing with the flowers and her, you know, lying to him about having gone to see Ricker and all that. Now this happens. And now he's not only pissed off. Now he's pissed off and problematic. And this is where <laughs> Roar, people pissed off and problematic. That is this actual series. I feel like we need to put that on a mug. Pissed off and problematic. Yeah. Cause I feel like that describes me a lot of times too. Me too. So yeah, what happens next is is a thing. Is a thing. It's very con. It is a very controversial, as we've already started Mm -hmm. to discuss. Yes, people are very like not okay with it. Yeah, very polarizing actually in the fandom. I think I argued about this scene multiple times on message board. Yeah. Yeah, you can kind of see people's. I can. I get you know, it. Um, I don't know because I just, he does. I mean, when I was reading, well, I told you I read a couple of the reviews on Goodreads of this. Yeah. Yes. Uh, where they were talking about this, and you know, one of them is th- saying like she did tell him no, kind of in her way. Kind she of. didn't necessarily say no. She said she doesn't have time for this. Yeah. Which isn't, I think is, but I also, I mean, I get, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I feel like, yes, we need to talk about, we, you know, I think we need a larger discussion about consent in general in this country, but in this situation, I don't need, I don't know that that's because she was, she was responding. She wasn't, I mean, she wasn't pushing him away. She wasn't saying, she wasn't flat out saying no. And right. I mean, they're, they're married. They know each other well enough where, and I'm not saying marital rape can't happen. Don't jump on the comments right. and yeah. me about that. That you absolutely can. is something that happens. But in this case, is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think for me, it's a matter of whether or not you know your partner well enough to know. I really think that's I'm, what it is. To right, know is a no. Too. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was struggling to put into words there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, without sounding like an asshole. Yeah. Oh, did I sound like an asshole just now? No, no, no. no. Okay, I didn't. I know you sounded fine. I just i I was trying not to come across like an asshole because I know I do that often. Um, but <laughs> I mean, you're right. I mean, there needs to be a discussion about consent 100%. a lot of times and, and what, you know, what constitute, and, and it's different for everyone. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're, they're married and, and they, I feel like, again, we've said this before. I mean, other, other situations, I mean, Eve doesn't ever really feel threatened by him. No, no. And I, so I think I would feel worse about the scene if I felt like Eve felt threatened. Yes. Um, if she felt threatened or if she was afraid, like there's a, there's, I yeah. think there's a mention that, she, you know, there was a little bit of fear there, but I don't think it was in regards to that. Right. So it, it was, does say that like alarm bells went off in her head yeah, as she right. tries to break, but you alarm bells doesn't necessarily mean she's. Yeah, she's threatened by him. She's or not afraid of him. Afraid sexually. of him. She's yeah. not afraid of him. You know, 
overpowering her and taking her against her will. She's yeah, right. She's worried about right. the situation and what's happening in general in their marriage. Right. And how they're handling things more than she's worried about what's going on right then. Right. If that makes sense. Um, no, I, I do, you know, I don't know. Uh, we've said this before, like this, that the time this was written, uh, Nora had a lot of heroes that were very handsy. They were very hands-on, very handsy, you know? very and yeah. so in this yeah. one, it does say like sh- he grabbed her by the shirt and like hauled her up until she was, you know, but also forced. in regards to Rourke and Eve, Eve is very handsy. She is a very physical Yeah, woman. I mean, she did bring she, her stunner out and threatened to yeah. stun him. She is a very physical woman, and she pushes him around just as much as she he pushes her around. Right. So, you know, I think right. that argument is a little bit eh. Yeah. I'm not talking about your argument. I mean, just when people bring that up, I think that's yeah, a little no, bit. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I get that. I, yeah. I don't have a problem with it at all because I feel like she gives as good as she gets. And, and Rourke would never cross that line where he's, you know, right. Abusive or, you know, pushing her around more than she can take. Right. Cause he is always very conscious of where mm-hmm. she's come from. Yeah. Like even in the scene where, you know, he, he finds the bruises on her from Ricker. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the book, you know, it's mentioned that he, you know, he's careful to keep his grip on her arm away from where the bruises were. Right. So he's very conscious of never hurting her. Although, I mean, I guess if you were that that kind of person that were that you know the one star person, you would say like, oh, oh, he's careful not to grab her where her bruises are. Had you know how considerate, like you know, what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, I get it, but it, it yeah, I mean, there's just no. There's just no way to to make this scene seem okay if you're that kind of person that right that's sensitive yeah. to that yeah or sees things like that as problematic yeah I just don't I mean is what it is yeah parts of it are a little problematic yes I'm not saying they're not right you know there are some things in that scene that I'm just like oh my god really but again <laughs> you know I mean you also have to look at afterwards. And my, my whole point is that it goes to how how the parties are feeling afterwards. Right. You know? Right. Um, if afterwards you're like, I felt like I was violated. And, right. you know. But in this particular case with Eve and Rourke, even during, she doesn't feel that. No. 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 And especially after. Because no. she talks to Mira about it. Yeah. And she says that she was, she was just as... Yeah, yeah, she was turned on it. just as much as as he was. Right. Yeah. So you know, people that are saying this is rape. I mean, I yeah, I, I can see where you would get there, but it you know, I, I mean, I think that's a, I think it's a big leap to make that rape. Well, and it it might be rape for some people. It wasn't for is Eve. It, that's the whole point. Is it a sketchy consent line? Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not even a maybe. It's that's yeah. Yeah. But. Is it rape? That's where I say yeah. no. 
but even the sketchy consent line, you know, in in her mind afterwards, she's still like it was yeah. okay with her. I, but I'm just saying the way it's portrayed, you know, in the yeah. beginning of it, when when you're yeah. reading it, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a sketchy consent line. But is it rape? Yeah, that's where I have a, I have a very hard time getting there. Yeah, and because- the, but the reason I can get there is is because of. <laughs> Eve's mental state during and after. Yeah. Yeah. I follow that. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Everybody has very strong feelings about different points of view about this. And so, yeah, I get it. I mean, and and I feel, see the thing that I don't agree with also is that, you know, a lot of times when you have these criticisms of this, one of the things that one of the reviewers on Goodreads said like, Oh, well, but everybody's going to say that it's okay because he's, you know, rich and he's good looking and he's got this Irish accent. No, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It has nothing to do with that. To do with the fact that Eve thinks it's okay. Eve thinks it's okay. He's in the book. She said it's okay. He loves her. Yeah. Then it has nothing to do with his looks and his money and blah, blah, blah. It's okay Uh, because Eve says it's okay. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's really what matters. At the end of the day, that's what matters. I mean, here's the thing. I do not, I I would never, and I don't, I'm sorry if this sounds judgmental. You do you. Okay. Everybody out there. Um, I'm not, I'm not keen on, you know, people choking each other during sex. Right. Yeah. It's dangerous. I don't know. I mean, you probably should. But uh, you do you. I mean, if that's what you're into, that's what. But yeah. I I can think it's not okay. Yeah. But if if you think it's okay, then it's okay for you. Yeah. Even though yeah, I might say like, oh, that seems dangerous thing, and know, like not. Stop judging other people's choices. Right. It's not for you. Even the yeah. fictional ones. Yeah. And this you was know, a like, choice, and it didn't, and it maybe didn't look great to other people, but it was a choice that they made together yeah. that they're you know, okay with it in the end. I mean, and Rourke does, you know, I mean, another thing that somebody brought up is Rourke never even apologized. As a matter of fact, said, I won't apologize for that. Yeah. And they're like, so obviously a dick, but he does say like, I, I am that he's sorry if it made her think of her father, which it didn't. Right. You know, that yeah. that's what he's upset about, that he might have made her think of her father. Right. Right. He's not sorry for anything else, which is fine. That's what he should be sorry for. Yeah. Right. You know, um, because he does say he meant to take her choice away, which I think people might take that as in a different way than he means it. Right. Because I think he means he knows what he can do to her and how he can. I don't want to say manipulate her emotions, but bring those emotions out in her right. to the point where, you know, she's not going to say no. Right. So. Right. What um, he can do sexually to kind of like, yeah, not, mm-hmm. I, you know, he says, take your choice away, but to right. coerce her into making the choice that he wants. Right. Right. And people uh, do that in marriage all the time. Yeah. It's not. And, you know, maybe not with sex, but, you know, with other things. So I don't, again, I don't see it as as problematic as people are making it out to be, honestly. Yeah. And let me just say, I don't care how it makes me sound. That scene's fucking hot. 
Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, the vast majority of people are okay with that. Vast majority of fans of this series. Yeah. Are okay with, with that scene happening. Right. Mira was okay with it. Let's just say it afterwards. Mira's reaction is my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> you know, because yeah, in that, yes. And and you know, the thing is again, same thing was as with uh Mavis, you know, she mm-hmm. you just needs somebody to I mean Yeah. Because she th- she also thinks it's okay. But is right. it okay that I think it's okay is is what she yeah. was trying to trying to find out from Mira. Yeah. And Mira says that, yeah, it's okay. If you're okay with it, it's okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, but um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I mean, then I, I just love, yeah. Like you said, Mira's reaction and, and uh, Mira saying to her, you know, you drew your weapon on him. So he metaphorically speaking, drew one of his own, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> He's a man with a dick. You know. You know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I believe that's crude. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, she, <laughs> and I then he, you know, I he tells her, like, yeah, that you know, after even afterwards, they got up and and did it all over again. And Mira it says Mira stared rather blankly. Does he have a particular diet? Vitamins? It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beautiful. And she says what we all want to say to Eve, like talk to your husband. Jesus. <laughs> I want to say that to Eve so often during this series. So often. Go talk to him. Talk to him. Stop avoiding it. Just right. do it. Which she does. She does. I mean, right after talking In the with most Mira. Spectacular she, way. I love it. And this is a great scene, also. Yeah, yeah. because she just bursts right in. Like right to his meeting. his meeting. Yes. Our friend Heidi mentioned on Twitter that that was her favorite part of the book. Oh, was yeah. it's running great. into his meeting and yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, just like yeah, I don't yeah. yeah I, hi, I need to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, like no, no, yeah. I don't care what you're doing. I gotta talk to my husband. Just, yeah, I love. Verse <laughs> just, just like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and the I poor Caro too. Caro's just like, all right then, cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and before Caro, because Caro's in the meeting, then you have this Laureen who's yeah, uh, her poor, assistant. Yeah, yeah. she's trying to stop Eve, and like she's like, you know, um, can I get you, you know, coffee or a pastry? Like, you know, just mm-hmm. we have you wait somewhere, and I'll, you know, and yeah. he's she's like, I don't want coffee or a pastry. But I'll sure I'll be sure to tell Rourke you tried. Now move. Right. Tried really hard. <laughs> tried really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and then later on, you know, Carol's like, okay, well, let's find some place for you to go. Do you want some coffee? And she's like, uh, Loreen offered <laughs> me a pastry. Yeah. You know. I love when Eve forgets to be like someone that ignores food. Because she likes it. <laughs> well, yeah. 
Like, yeah, she loves this kind of shit, but then she like gets on this path where she doesn't think about it. I love when she's like, nah, get, give me this pastry. <laughs> and, you know, I always I always laugh at people talking about, you know, I'm a foodie. Like, you know, like everybody's a foodie. Yeah, we idiots. Food is delicious. <laughs> yeah. Who, who says like. I'm not a foodie. Like I could <laughs> care less about food. Nobody says now, there that. There are some people that think that, you know, like McDonald's is the height of cuisine. But it, but it doesn't mean they're not foodies. They love well, food. I think everybody, if you, term, though. if you appreciate any food, I think that you're a foodie. All right. I disagree with that, but everybody loves food is my whole point, including True. Eve. Yeah. But yeah, it is it is nice to see Eve like, you know, have yeah. those moments where she's like, yeah, food. I want that pastry. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh Peabody's not with me, so yes, bring on the pastry. Yeah. <laughs> if Peabody was here, I'd say Peabody would be eating her way through. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, if yeah. Peabody was here, she'd be like, "No, Lorraine, we don't need those pastries <laughs> <Right>. or coffee." <laughs> Peabody. Peabody's not there, so she's like, "Yeah, coffee and pastry." Yeah, Let's bring have it. Yeah, you know. yeah. Poor People just like snacks. Me too, girl. Yeah, well, everybody yeah, likes snacks. Eat, like, yeah. better eat. I mean, yeah. people need to eat. Like, <laughs> seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God. Yeah. Slow down for five minutes and get the <laughs> Like, are you you're in a hurry to go somewhere without backup? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <man>. Uh Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I I don't know um, I don't know why I I, I mark this, but uh, when O'Rourke finally comes in, he's he's uh, you know I'm pressed for time, so you know if you're here for an apology, I'm not going to give you one. Uh, if there is there something else you need to discuss with me, because I've got people waiting for me. And she says that's how he worked it. All those deals. Draw your line in cold, cold sand, then intimidate. And that's, yeah, that's exactly how, I think that's how Rourke works his entire life. Kind of. (laughs) You know? And the thing is, is he doesn't with Eve in the general run of things. And so I think, yeah, in this book, she's kind of taken aback by the fact that he's not letting her get away with the shit that she normally gets away with with him. Right. But this is the scene where people think, you know, he should be apologizing no, for he what shouldn't. he did. And he's like, I'm not going to apologize. So no. say what you need to say and get out. Like, <laughs> I mean, but, you know, this is also the part where Eve says, like, it's fine. And that, uh, you know, she was enjoying it as much as he was. Um, she says it, it, it wasn't a reaction I was expecting before I could work it out. You have me against a wall. But he said, you know, like, it just he was afraid that it was going to remind her of her childhood and she tells him no. And so she asked him if she, she ruined his deal with <laughs> green space or whatever. And, you know, she does make some good points in the scene too about him, um, you know, expecting her to tell him everything about her work, even when it has to do with something as personal as this. And then, you know, right. and I get why he doesn't talk about his work with her. Cause she doesn't care. Right. Yeah, exactly. But she doesn't have to tell him everything when it comes to her job. That's 
not, I mean, most people don't talk about their work with their spouses. I mean, they do, but not the extent that it does. Well, and this, this is actually the type of work that you really shouldn't be discussing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like medicine. You can't be coming home and be, Oh, I had this patient today that, you know, like, no, that's just, it's not okay. I mean, you can talk (laughs) about it in general terms, but you can't give specifics. Right. So also, you know, the thing that I, about the scene that I think is because, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, the people that criticize this book talk about like work didn't apologize. But then they also talk about he says to Eve, like you pulled your, you know, weapon out and pointed it at me. She didn't apologize for that either. And that's not OK. Yeah, that's yeah. not OK. No. You know, I mean, no. that that would be in today's world if somebody pulled a gun out. And like waves it around and said, I'm going to shoot if you don't stop. Like, that's not okay. And she didn't apologize for that. She, she did say like, you know, I wouldn't uh, have used it. I wouldn't have used it. It was on stun and I wouldn't have used it probably. Like, yeah. If I had, I'd have been really sorry, but that's not an apology. No, no. no. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, it's not just Rourke here that has stuff to apologize for. So we skipped over Webster goes to see Rourke. Directly yeah. after the the morning after what happened with Eve, yeah, and they have a little a little guy moment, little moment, <laughs> yeah, it is. Which um, I kind of love what that moment evolves into between the two of them. I like later on in the series. I I think the dynamic between those two is really kind of fun because it's basically just work fucking with Webster all the time, and yeah. And Webster just takes it. And I just, I don't know. I think it's funny. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to give Webster some credit for yeah. going to Rourke and basically oh, yeah. saying like, I, I still have a thing for your wife, you know, and you have to give him credit for just showing up there and apologizing and yeah. being like, yeah, sorry. Like I didn't mean for it to go there. And I'm still in love with your wife, but that's my problem, not yours. And you right. know, so yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. To Webster. Good job, Webster. <laughs> like you maybe didn't actually need to say that part about still being in love with his wife, but whatever. You know. Well, I mean, there. he's trying to be yeah. honest, you know. I mean, I get it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So Rourke, you know, like uh offers him a cigarette, and yeah, they have this little like moment where uh, he because I think Rourke can kind of understand. Yeah. Well, of course, because a little. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I do. I do um, appreciate that at the very end, Rourke, you know, says to him, like, I've got a bruise the size of a dinner plate on my ribs and my kidney feels like it's been slammed with a brick. Yeah. Kind of giving Webster that little credit you know. where it's due. <laughs> yeah. Credit where it's due. And, and Webster's like, thanks. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm, I'm glad that I didn't have to do that. Well, it was kind of a nice thing for him to do. Right. So, yeah. So, after all this, so Ricker sends out another couple of guys to go after Eve. Because it worked so well the first time. Right. <laughs> and um, this time she, she does, in fact, kill one of them. And the other ones are taken into custody. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, she like they grabbed up a, a kid and threatened the kid. And uh, but thankfully for Eve, Webster still is being a creepy stalker. 
And then that time that it was useful that Webster was a creepy stalker. <laughs> Even after all this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Webster's still a creepy stalker. <laughs> and it's just is there, you know, and helps her apprehend these guys that Ricker has sent after her. Another one of my favorite scenes is um, the MTs come in. It says the MTs rolled up and right behind them a cab. And she saw Peabody leap out of the cab. Oh, this is from uh, Webster's point of view. Yeah, I do love this part. Yeah. To his surprise, she shook her head when Eve gestured her aside. What appeared from his viewpoint to be a short, snarly argument took place. In the end, Eve threw up her hands, then hobbled over to one of the MTs to have her leg treated. And then he asked Peabody, how'd you manage that? And Peabody says, I threatened her with Rourke, (laughs) you know, and he says, what do you mean? And she says, reminded her that if she went home without having that gash seen to, he'd be pissed, treated himself and pour a pain blocker into her. She hates that. (laughs) He says, so he handles her and she says they handle each other. It works for them. I mean, she's not wrong. So. Not wrong at all. So if we're going to do another, I mean, we review the reviews. This is another thing people complain about is Rourke putting the pain blocker into Eve's wine. And then when Eve realizes what had happened, he like grabs her by the hair and pours the rest of the wine down her throat. Mm. Which again, it could be seen as problematic behavior. That one actually bothers me more than some of the other things that people mm-hmm. see as a problem. Because here's the thing: because one, I agree, kind of bothers me too. But again, no one is. She's not going. Rourke, listen. Yeah. I do <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah. And then he, well, she does say, I hate it when you do that. I mean, I don't, she, no, I don't know that she, she said like it. Yeah. And I get that he wants her to feel better, but you don't talk about him. it. How about we discuss it? Like, no, we don't do that. Okay. Yeah. It, <laughs> right. This, this is I, serious. I forgot. Yeah. Taking medicine to make herself feel better, but <laughs> he shouldn't be. I, I feel like if he had taken the medication and set it in front of her and said, take this yeah, because I want you to, she'd have probably done it. She'd have complained about it, but she would have probably done it for him. Right. Yeah. There was a way that he could have handled that without manhandling her. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Out of all the things that people complain about, as far as this kind of thing goes, that's the one that actually does bother me a little bit because I don't, think it's okay <laughs> it's annoying whatever <laughs> well you're kind of in that medical field so maybe that's why and i just yeah i don't yeah you shouldn't be forcing medicine on anybody and because i don't take i hate taking medicine yeah. i hate even taking tylenol so yeah. i get it i totally yeah. get where it's coming from um but i also feel like you know if you're in enough pain you need to take something <laughs> so just suck it up and do it. Yeah. Agree. The way work handles it. Not yeah. okay. Not okay. Not not yeah. a great look. <laughs> no. But no. it's Rourke, so you know. Right. But yeah. it's I mean, Yeah. Like the people that complain about the way he feeds her and blah blah blah. That's the stupidest thing I've I think that's a, such a Yeah, thing. I mean you he forces food on her. Like no he doesn't, doesn't eat. It's not like he shoves the food into her mouth. Yeah, no. 
he just he basically reminds her to eat. Well, I mean, a couple times like she wants pancakes and he gives her oatmeal. <laughs> so what? He says you can have some pancakes after you eat your oatmeal. Like, you know, that that's not like forcing food onto somebody. No. If she really, yeah. really wanted to fucking have pancakes, she would just have yeah. pancakes. Yeah. An adult. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying. So, you know, she is an adult. I mean, sometimes she acts like a child and I get it. She is an adult and all, you know, she can make her own decisions and she does periodically. Yeah. She just doesn't often because oftentimes he's right. Yeah. yeah. And she kind of I acknowledges that on some that kind of thing. He's right. And you know what? Yeah. So same with her wardrobe. Yeah. He's right. And she doesn't think, argue with him because he's right a lot of times. The thing with her wardrobe, I think it's mostly she's she's just giving him shit at that point, it, especially at this point in the series, because she knows he will dress her better than she will ever dress her. So I guess. Right. Yeah. So I don't think she's mad about that at all. Right. You know. No, that's she's just part of their relationship, and that's like a thing that she's like, oh, you do this. It's frustrating. <laughs> like I don't know that them them harassing each other about it. Because it's not like he. It's not like it's him being like, "Oh, you're going to embarrass me if you walk out of the house that way." I mean, right. that's not what he's never said that. That's no, not his, that's not his motivation. No. in that situation, it's more yeah. you know, it's more kind of a joke between them, honestly. You know, and he's just like, you know, oh, you're going to look good on a job. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. It's not, he can yeah. help her with that, and he's always right. So, yeah. Also, yeah. again, if she's not, if she doesn't want to wear it, she can just not wear it. Right. Yeah, and we miss talking about the meet at the in the tower, right, with Tibble and Whitney. Yes, and and Bayless, the guy that gets murdered. Right. So Bayless. It's the IAB captain. Yes, is the IAB captain. And yes. And he's he, kind of witch hunting everybody in the department at this point. Right. And he comes up dead. And again, there's 30, there's always 30 silver pieces in every crime scene. Yeah. That, crime that's scene. like he travels to his place in the Hamptons or whatever, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and she she just wants to talk to him because, you know, now she's kind of suspecting him. Yeah. And we also didn't really mention that um, one of the players here is another cop named Clooney, who yes. was a friend of of Taj Coley, who was the first victim. Right. And Eve uh, looks at his background and finds that he had a, a son who became a police officer and then was killed in the line of duty. Right. And she found that out early on that he had the son that right. was murdered. Yeah. But right. She doesn't start connecting things until later. Right. Which makes sense with the 30 silver pieces. Yeah. So they, they figure out it's Clooney that's been committing the murders. Even Webster go over there. Cause Webster's like, I need in on this, you know, and she's like, okay, I'll give you a shot. So they go, to this guy's house and of course the guy has a knife he goes after eve and webster jumps in front of eve and takes the brunt of it you know right. and uh so that's very fraught yeah it's not a good time no. <laughs> because 
Yeah. <laughs> because. <laughs> yeah. And Eve's blaming herself and blah, blah. And then there's complicated Rourke feelings. As far as this. <laughs> complicated Rourke feelings. I feel like there is, right? Right. You know, oh, not I that Rourke. Rourke that's, that's the subtitle <laughs> of this book. <laughs> Complicated, complicated work feelings. Work feelings. That should be the title of this book. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, you're right. Yeah. You're not wrong on that. No, there's always complicated <laughs> Rourke feelings. But um, I do think it's it's nice of Rourke, you know, once Webster, because, you know, Webster's in a coma for a while. Yeah. You know, and uh, when he comes out of the coma, they go to see him and Rourke tells him, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Which yeah. is really well done. Yeah. 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 Well shop, done, Rourke. Not a Put dick. your feelings aside. Not a dick. Exactly. Not a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you are not a dick in that moment. <laughs> I mean, he's not a dick in a lot of moments. Yeah. Yeah. So when the thing happened with Webster, uh, Clooney gets away. So she's after Clooney, but also they want to take down Ricker. So it's like two things happening at one time. It's very confusing. It kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, another kind of Rourke dick moment, I guess you could say if you were that kind of person is that Eve gets called to uh, Tibble's office or Whitney's office. And she goes in there and here's Rourke sitting there like, hey. (laughs) <laughs> I do think that's kind of a work thick moment. I don't love yeah. it. I don't think that that was okay. That's her job. Right. He should have told her first. And I, I get that she probably would have denied him and been pissed, but you don't go above her head to her superiors and be like, okay, this is what I want to do. And you need to tell my wife about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's not okay. It's, dude. it's a dick move. If you want my yeah. opinion. <laughs> It's the first, the only time. I mean, it's the first time he does it, but it's not the only time. Especially since, you know, he was the one that was like, how dare you go see Ricker without clearing it with me first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? I'm just going to go to <laughs> your superiors now and, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and set up this operation, which you're going to be a part of. See, that's, that's my problematic <laughs> work in this book yeah. right there. Yeah. I, like, no, dude, that's not all right. Like, uh, uh-uh. Yeah. I mean, she would have probably come around to it eventually. She yeah, she would have if they would have talked it out instead of him going to her friggin' bosses. I don't and know being if you like, know this, but that's not Rourke's style. <laughs> no. I know. But no, it's not really on, easy man. either. Yeah, they don't, right. They don't it really isn't. Stuff. But, you know, and the whole thing is like, you know, yeah. he's there and. And Tibble and Whitney are like, we think this is fine. And they're like amused by the whole situation, which I'm like, you guys are jerks. Like, yeah, come on. I'd yeah. be like, be on your officer's side, you guys. Come on. <laughs> also, like, stay out of that. Just be like, um, yeah. this is not the place for that. Even yeah. you're a great cop and all that, but maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> Please. What do I know? Is it reunion where he does it again? And yeah. And one of them says, you know, I think it's Tibble that says, you know, this isn't the place for your marital difficulties or something. And and she's like, you made it the place. <laughs> because, yeah. Uh, again, Rourke went to him and he was like, OK, cool. Let's do this. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Sure. Rourke. Whatever you want. And, you know, like, no, you can't do that in my office. And she's just yeah. like, 
you paid at the place, y'all. Like, yeah, we we got some problems yeah. here with that kind of behavior. Um, but yeah, they're all like, yeah, well, he's got a good idea, so let's, you know, I mean, deal with it while we plan this whole, you know, operation that you're going to be in charge of. <laughs> right? Yeah, that they're like, also, you're in charge of this. Be like, this is my fucking idea. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, so Rourke getting on Eve's case for like flowers, what flowers? You know? Yeah, right. But yeah. then he is in there and one of the reasons why Ricker was able to infiltrate his mm-hmm. club is because of the club's manager. He got right. to the manager and Rourke found out. So now they're in this meeting and Rourke saying, like, you know, Eve says something to him, like, she sold you out. Yeah. And he says, oh, on the contrary, uh, she discovered Ricker's infiltration and reported it to me yeah. only last I, night. Like, I always okay. took that as he was saying that for Whitney and yeah, Tibble. But he's and still I think he probably spilled the that, yeah, Ricker got to her. Um Right. Oh, I think he probably told me that eventually, but I, yeah, I think he would, that was more, (laughs) more, you know, doesn't want to get her in trouble for fraternizing with this bad guy. Well, but I don't know, because the way she, the way she, you know, explained it to Rourke made sense to Rourke. Like, you know, I get it. I get why you did it, you know, yeah, totally get it. Yeah. And so I have a feeling like if he had explained it to them in that way. Oh, I think he, I think so too. But I also think that Rourke's still not at that place where he can trust every cop anymore. Yeah. Or yet. I mean, he, uh, he gets well, there. He trusted them enough to go to them and go like, Hey, sure. Sure. you know, do you want to use my place? And we'll set this operation <laughs> up and we'll tell point. you about good it later. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just I saying, I don't think that that was meant to be like a lie to Eve. I don't, I think that that was more just trying to keep her out of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. But it's like, <laughs> I, you know, he yeah, just. No. no, it's completely hypocritical and ridiculous. But yeah, no, I, I get why he did it. Yeah. Which I also get why Eve was like, what well, flowers? But yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> still. It doesn't mean it's okay. It's yeah. just annoying. <laughs> And then they have this uh, conversation, which makes total sense given everything, which is, you know, there she's, you know, yelling at him for going over her head and, you know, he needs to stay out of it. And she says, you know, I think you have no right poking into my job. And he says, only when it suits you, only when I come in handy, then it's all right for me to poke in invitation only. And he and she's like, okay, fine. But yes, he's absolutely correct yeah he's like, totally right <laughs> you know yeah. help me when i say to help me but don't help me if i don't say like right uh, yeah, yeah. no work yeah no you can't poke you. into my job only when i say like yeah yeah no and yeah again i just think that this situation was completely mishandled he should not have gone to her superiors that's not right okay. exactly agreed yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you should poke into her work, even if she doesn't want it. That's if that's the way she's going to be. That's fine. But take it to her first. Yeah. Or take it to Feeney and have him try and convince Eve. Like, don't take it directly to her freaking superiors. I mean, that's just. Right. Because I could see I could even I could see it if he had gone to Feeney and said, hey, look, I want to do this. Help me convince Eve. 
don't ambush her. Right, right. And she would have taken it better with with Right, I think so too. Yes. Uh yeah, that was absolutely the probably the better way to handle it. Yeah. And have Feeney go to her and go like, hey, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Or even actually go to her together. That would have been I would have been okay with that. Right. Right. And Eve probably would have too. Well, and and it makes sense, like because Rourke and and Feeney are this is the kind of thing they would sit down and discuss and they would work something out and they would I don't know, I feel like Feeney would keep Rourke from going too far. Right. Yeah. Also, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, I think so. I think Feeney actually does a pretty good job of Rain and Rourke in. Mm-hmm. Someone has yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> Eve Someone can't, apparently. To. Eve clearly cannot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so Eve decides that she's going to, like, give him a hard time when she gets home about this whole thing because she's still pissed yeah. off about it. And I, I marked this because it made me laugh. I mean, it should, it was not a situation where I'm sure Nora did not write this and think that this is going to make people laugh, but um, <laughs> he's, you know, she comes in and he's on the phone with the, you know, somebody from his Olympus resort and he's arguing with the person, blah, blah. And it says two things occurred to Eve first, that he had a complicated, vital and demanding life apart from hers. One she too often took for granted, and she is absolutely correct. 100%. But second, and more important, he looked tired. He never looks tired. Like, <laughs> how many times does she say that in this whole series? Like, yeah, he never looks tired. He looks tired right. now, but he never looks tired. He, he never looks tired. tired. <laughs> she does say that a lot. Yeah. It just made me laugh. That does. Yeah. I so probably wasn't yeah. supposed to make, I mean, he's probably did look tired and, you know, so, and then what, the one good thing about this is that she sees that he's tired and everything. And he's like, and she's okay. She decides to be reasonable with this next uh, yes. exchange between them. And just basically, you know, they actually talk. We've said this so many times, like if they would just do that to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> In a, a lot, lot of cases. Yeah. A lot less grief. <laughs> but it's very like, I mean, a lot of relationships are like that. Oh, God, yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, so it's very realistic. So, yeah, they talk this out, which is nice. Yeah. And, um, and then she says, let's go away from this for one hour. I need to be with you. I need to be who I am when I'm with you. And he says, I know the perfect place. And so they go to the hollow room. And again, I always wonder, like, how does this hollow room work? Because they're like, there's sand and water and they're getting wet. And they're swimming. And they're yeah. swimming. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't and that's for a very reason. I don't get it. And then they're having sex in the fake ocean. <laughs> yeah. It seems dangerous and not okay to do. <laughs> you, to, like, you know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I just, you just, have to. Like it. And, you know, you have to have some pretty, you know, good breath control if you're going to be under the water and like, right? Yeah. And I, you know, it's just weird. I don't know how this whole hollow room of his Someone who grew up on Lake Michigan and, you know, spent a lot of time around there. It's it's pretty easy to have sex in the lake. I'm just saying. Thanks for that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Nice to know. <laughs> Not so much on the beach, but 
if they're sand and that's just right. not good. But. Yeah, that's <laughs> never okay. <laughs> that's sand yeah, no. You know, but. anybody who thinks that sex on the beach is romantic yeah. and fun and wonderful, it, it's not. No. <laughs> Sand in Honestly, places you don't want it. Sand like places you don't want sand. Believe no. It. Yeah, yeah that's not, not okay. Right. But in the water it's fine. So anybody that's yeah, visiting uh, <laughs> anybody yeah. that's visiting Michigan, just know. <laughs> now you know. That, that's another you won't find that tip in any of the yeah, uh, travel brochures. Like that. So, yeah, that's that's a great tip. Dangerous. It's a great travel tip. Just that you know, you got to worry about the rip tides and the rip currents (laughs) and that sort of thing. But yeah, you know, you do dangerous dangerous sea life. No, you're good. Dangerous sea life. You're good. Otherwise, water. Even bigger bonus. What? It's fresh water, not salt water. Even bigger bonus. Okay. It's a great like woman, I'm telling you. I'm sure. a big proponent. <laughs> That's great. Good for you. That's great. That's great. Good for you. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Glad. Happy. So yeah. <laughs> so you so yeah. have sex in the water. Like you do. Like you like do in the in the water, but not really the water because of the hollow room. And I just again, I just have no oh, idea. Are they just standing is, up and right? You know, I don't know. I feel like they're wet. I, I, I don't. Mean, I, I don't. I don't know. I make, I make a really crude joke here, but never mind. All right, let, let's move on. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so here's so here's something that we also kind of like didn't mention that <clears throat> comes up at this point after they're finished having sex in the fake water beach situation eve having the dream and and um seeing in her dream that her father had dealings with ricker yes yeah and that's another thing that people are complaining about in this book like really you know come on that's just too much of a coincidence yeah eve would you know and later on eve's father also had dealings with rourke's father you know it's like every that is, kind of a, that is kind yeah. of a ridiculous coincidence. I agree His with that. father got around, man. Yeah. He really, did. Yeah. really got around. Yeah. Especially yeah. for the fact that he kind of wasn't very smart. Right. No. It, yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem so. Uh-uh. It really does not. And he was drunk all the time. Yeah. So. And I feel like somebody that is drunk all the time is probably not the person you want when you're doing, you know, deals that require right yeah right yeah so i I don't don't know know. i yeah i kind of agree with that it is kind of a big connect i mean i get what she's going for she wants to show that there's always been this connection between them and blah 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 but it's fate it's fate yeah (laughs) it's all a big circle yeah may the circle be unbroken yeah no i get it as the old song goes (laughs) yeah so, um, so yeah, that, that's something that people do complain about. Like that's too much of a coincidence, but you know, eh, whatever, anyway, <laughs> whatever. I mean, it's just <laughs> not anything I'm going to bitch about. I just don't think it's in the grand scheme of things. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, who cares? Uh, I mean, I understand, like you said uh, that, you know, I mean, that's kind of what 
Nora's trying to get across that it's and and it does say her Eve saying it's a circle link to link yeah. Ricker to my father my father to me Ricker to you you to me I don't believe yeah. in stuff like that but here I am and she keeps saying I don't believe in stuff like that and then stuff like that happens in this series and then she's still like I don't believe in stuff like that and then she gets possessed <laughs> and she's still I like know. I don't believe in stuff like, like that yeah. you're like really right. Come on. I mean, at one point she's fucking possessed yeah. and then she's still she's right she's back still, to I don't, I don't believe in stuff like that, that. you're like <laughs> Honey. You believe in that kind of stuff, you guys. Come you on. believe in it. Like Eve, come on. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we how many times I want to say Eve stop in this series. <laughs> in a, a lot. <laughs> a lot. So a lot. No. Was after this that um they go to try to pick up Clooney and uh Webster gets attacked. Mm-hmm. And then Clooney suddenly feels bad about attacking cops because, you know, <laughs> it's not really nice. That that I thought was odd, too. Him being all like apologetic and it's hard because, you know, on the one hand, you kind of understand it because. But on the other hand, you're like, yeah, but you like cut people open. Yeah. And and then her being like, mm, yeah, I understand. <laughs> You're like, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I get where she's got some empathy for him because, you know, yeah, I get where she's pissed too at these other cops, but also, but yeah. That's not how, like, that's literally the whole story yeah. is that's not what you do. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Handle this. Right. Right. Ugh. You don't take the law into your own hands. No. No. And, you know. But is it any different from what Rourke did? Right. Like, yeah. And maybe that's part of it. That's a good point. That's Maybe that's kind of part of why she empathizes with him. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean. Because these people that he ended up murdering were a part of the group that set her, set his son up mm-hmm. to die because his son was in the way or wouldn't right. roll over. Yeah. I've always kind of made that parallel. It's the same. Yeah. Oh, not really the same situation because he, you know, with Rourke, the, the cops wouldn't have done anything, but uh, you could also look at it as, you know, y- there's corrupt cops all over the place and that's what he was doing. Right. And, you know, who's to say that this, it was already closed as, you know, an accidental death or whatever. And <laughs> Nobody did anything. I feel because, like after yeah. reading Treachery, this is a harder book for me to swallow all of this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, after they work so hard to bring down dirty cops and everything and in yeah. a different way than they do in this book. Mm-hmm. And right. it's like, why is that OK? And I don't know. After reading Treachery, I'm like, nah, I'm I mm, no. <laughs> I don't forgive him. I don't, I like, I see, I mean, I see places, you know, I see where the empathy comes from. I see that, but no. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know that, yeah. I mean, I don't know that Eve forgives him, but Eve, you know. Yeah. No, I don't know that she does. It's a bit more understanding for him than for. more understanding than forgiveness. Yeah. It's more, yeah. you, know, you need to, you need to come in and face this instead of killing yourself. Yeah. So that happens. <laughs> 
And us reading this series. Yeah, so that happened. Just can we talk? Because I think we skipped over this. Can we talk about the operation in purgatory and how I was like, I don't know. I always have a hard time with reading Rourke. I know he's faking it, but I have a hard time reading Rourke like like bowing to Ricker. Like just some of the things he says and right, yeah, he's. I know it's all a fake. I know that. Right, it's just it's hard to read him doing that. And and also, really, like, does Ricker really believe this? Right, right. But I think I think she painted a very clear picture of him being out of his mind, and that's true. So very like focused on taking Rourke down that he didn't want to see anything but what he was seeing and oh yeah but yeah every time I read that that part of it I'm just like this is so weird like (laughs) this is not Rourke I don't like this no no. (laughs) right that's not how this works right yeah stop acting like this I don't like this I don't like it at all (laughs) yeah then he threatened to like feed him his own eyes later so that was fine and I'm like, all right, cool. Like, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'm not like this. And I fucked you up. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Rourke sets up Ricker and gets him to confess to everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. So, you know, all of his weird, you know kowtowing that uh jen's yeah. not a fond of is is all good because gets- like i said i mean i get it i just it's so weird to read it's just weird it's just it's it's not rourke and it's just i don't know <laughs> it is it is weird it's like yeah i don't like this rourke it's but weird. it is you know every once in a while rourke thinks in his head like you miserable fuck or whatever Oh, yeah, a couple yeah. of times, There's like just in his head. It's just when he's talking, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, right. No, I don't that's like. That's not our Rourke. Not Rourke. Yeah, so they they set him up, and it works, and they take him in, and but he's going to get uh, he's going to get put into a psychiatric ward, probably. Yeah, um, which he does. Which he does, and as we know, he yeah. still manages do bad things he, he does still right. manage to do bad things so at the very end uh so she had visited uh webster prior to this mm-hmm. by herself and like he yeah. was in a coma but she yelled at him and said that you know if he if he died she would spit on his grave yeah, yeah. yeah. so Every later on say to someone <laughs> yeah. so later on um they uh that's a little foreshadowing from Nora because later on they go back to visit Webster and now it's even Rourke and Webster's awake and he says to Eve did you say you'd spit on my grave and she said yeah I will too if you try to cash out he says not gonna have a grave you gotta be rich or religious these days for that Recycle and cremation. That's the way to go. Return and burn. And then later on, she's saying return and burn. What a jerk. But I guess he's right. Graves are out of style, mostly except. And that's when she thinks about, oh, that's where Clooney is. Yeah. He's at the graveside of his son and sitting there. You know, he's she finds him. Sure enough, at the graveside of his son. And he's sitting there 
he's going to kill himself. And she talks him out of that and uh, talks him into turning himself in. It just, again, it's, it's just, I don't know. This whole scene seemed odd, but yeah, I, I, it's not my favorite. <laughs> it's it's kind of anticlimactic also it really is yeah. anticlimactic which is i yeah. guess also frustrating for me i'm just like but but action <laughs> we already had action and now we're ke- we're actually catching the the bad guy and yeah, the, like, the killer yeah. and we're like uh it's right. it's okay it's okay we understand yeah right <laughs> yeah no i get it totally get yeah. it yeah you know it's just weird so and then mm. rourke gives eve her eve gave rourke her um her clutch piece and he gives it back to her puts it back into her boot and says um our own variation on cinderella <laughs> so and that's the end of the that's book. That's the end. That is yeah. the end. Get kind of anticlimactic, but you know. And and the thing is, on Goodreads, um, I you know I went I went in and you know I looked for this book, and it shows you like your rating if you've yeah. rated a book. I rated this a three. <gasps> I have to hear you. I I must not have liked it at the time very much. <laughs> I'm like eh, three. Uh, three Meh. <laughs> now i'm reading it again and i actually yeah. i was like I i'm surprised that. at myself for rating it yeah. that low because it's actually yeah. a really good book it's a really good one yeah it's really it's so, one of my favorites past me is yeah. if well, only if only thought Rourke was a dick so <laughs> past me exactly thought Rourke was a dick <laughs> so, you know what you're just he was kind of a dick in this what, you know? what does past aj know <laughs> past aj know God. Rating this book a three. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we need merchandise that just says dick on it. <laughs> yeah. What a dick. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> we do that a lot. Um, we do say dick a lot. There's a lot of dicks in this series. I don't know why. But there are a lot of dicks in this series. Because men in general are dicks, and usually we're talking about men. So, yeah. well, well, I was going to say sometimes there's a lot of, there's some dick moments from the women too. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Eve can be that a dick sometimes. Dick a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So's Peabody. McNabb. They're all dicks. They're all dicks. Webster. So are we. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, we're too. dicks. We're dicks too. Honestly, Absolutely. yes. No one knows Absolutely. that more than Nora. <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> oh, poor Nora. <laughs> and you know I what? Here's something else. <laughs> oh, here's something else that we probably should have. <laughs> now that we're now that we're now that we're finished with the book, here's something else that we should probably touch on just a little bit in this, in this, because this has come up and uh, we should probably talk about it this week. Mm -hmm. Um, We need to talk about Deborah, 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 man. I've personally explained this to you, Deborah. Deborah. (laughs) Good Lord. I told you guys, people are selling mugs and, and shirts with that shit on it, right? Yes. I kind of want one. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, you know, um, she, yes. Do not, do I, not go at Nora Roberts. Right. So, you do 
I should say, and I honestly wanted to get on. I, I didn't want to start it. I, I, I almost did, though. I wanted to get on Twitter and go like, because people were like, can you imagine going after Nora Roberts that way or getting into this argument, getting into an argument at all with Nora Roberts? Oh, I mean, I've been in arguments with Nora. Yes. And I wanted to go on there and said, well, yeah. <laughs> yes, I can't imagine that because I have actually I had altercations with Nora. I, I will say <laughs> I have never been disrespectful in that way. I I yes. I don't think you ever were either. I don't think you were disrespectful. You never told her that she was wrong about her own business. No. Never. I called her politically correct one time. <laughs> she was not happy about that. Um I mean you know. Yeah, I, um there are worse things to be called. Right. Yeah. Right. And and I wasn't even so I was like, you know, yeah, she said this because she was trying to be politically correct. And I, you know, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She and lost her shit. she lost her shit over that. And yeah, I was like, I wasn't even that. really trying to be mean. I was just saying, no, I know. I, I know what you were saying. I get it. I it's yeah. really hard on the Internet to to convey your tone. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. but we all know what Deborah's tone was, and it was not okay. <laughs> Deborah, Deborah had no problem at all. No, it, conveying her tone Deborah to people. She needed to change her publishing schedule <laughs> because it's ridiculous her. that she has to wait a year for yeah. the next book to come out in the um, in the new series. Yeah, <laughs> and Nora's like. Okay, I haven't even finished writing the next book. Yeah. Then there's all the, you know, you have to go through the whole process of editing. editing. And yes, publishers are on a schedule. They have a schedule. She's not the only author that they publish. Right. And yeah, and it was, yeah, it was ridiculous. Right. But then this woman's like, well, you know very good and well that publishers can change their schedule. Like, yeah, I I guess, but you're you're not going to because like they have a schedule, like, and she doesn't even want the schedule to be changed. And I mean, I get that it is a long time to wait for books in a trilogy to come out. It really is. That's a that's longer than we've ever had to wait. Sure. Right. Usually a six month in between, and there were a few times she did the you know one a month, which mm-hmm. was ridiculous, but. I mean, it was awesome for us, but right. I can't imagine what it was like for her. Right. And, yeah. you know, well, so. and plus, you know, the, but you know, the, the books that she's writing are getting longer. They're getting more longer. complicated. This is not like yeah. the Stanislavski series, which was, right. you know, right. uh, it's, which yeah. was or very. Even the early trilogies mm-hmm. were not that long. I mean, right. they were. They weren't they overly were, come. They, they they were longer than the category ones were, right. but they're they weren't that long. But these are very complicated. You know, yeah. the, the what she's writing now has a yeah. lot of layers to it, and and yeah. very complicated. So it takes Absolutely. longer. It not only takes longer to write, but it would take longer to edit, to edit and process and print. Yes, and you know all that other stuff. But even know, better than even, us guys. Come on. Well, yes. Obviously, and Deborah knows better than everyone. Yeah. But, you know, even if let's just say that Deborah had a point, I mean, let's just let's just devil's advocate and say that let's just say Deborah had, Deborah had a point. 
the minute Nora Roberts says to you, like, that's not how it works, Deborah, and you need to accept it and move on, then I, for me, I would have probably been like, right. okay, 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 yeah, you're right. I'm not happy with it. Maybe okay. I don't, maybe I don't agree with you, <laughs> but it's, and it's you, her, it was yeah. on. Nora's own in. website. Right. She dug her heels in and just went and, to and kept contradicting Nora. Like contradicting you, Nora, you just don't arguing do with that. anybody that agreed with Nora. And I mean, yeah, it was nuts. I you know, there were people so in that same week, um there was there was some other thing that happened. It didn't have it didn't have to do with Nora. It had to do with some other author going on to somebody's uh, Goodreads. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Somebody I reviewed this author's book on Goodreads and the author came in and said and made a comment. No, actually, she tw- she reviewed it on Goodreads and then she tweeted her review. OK, yes. OK. And then the author saw the tweet. Yeah. Is what and then said. and then said something. And said, oh, this book is special to me. Right. And people were saying, like, authors should not go into fan spaces and do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If if I mean, I, uh, you know, at the at the at the risk of incurring the wrath yet again of Nora um, in in death.net was not her space. Uh, right. Not at all. I, I, I mean that n- in no way as disrespect to Nora, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't her space. It was a fan space. And, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we said, you're not welcome here. I mean, we right. didn't, we, we never did that, but yeah. the, our, our, my, I should say my, I want, I don't want to speak for everyone, but my feeling yeah, you can was, speak for, you can speak for me. <laughs> my feeling was I agree with you on all that um, you you know I didn't want see because somebody said and I think I, I sent this tweet to you basically as soon as an author comes into a fan space and starts interacting uh, then fans start to be uncomfortable saying what they want to say right about that right. author's at works and you should have that you should be able to have that freedom somewhere to say yeah what you want to say, even if it's negative about an author's work. Right. Yeah. And once an author comes in and starts, you know, saying like, well, here's why blah, blah, blah. Like why you're wrong. Like, or why you're, yeah. Like Nora kind of did on Inde. I'm saying it quietly. Cause I think that maybe Nora will not hear it if I say it more quietly. <laughs> but like, like at a certain point, Nora kind of started to do on indeath.net. It's, it's well, she like. did it through an emissary. Yes. Nora never actually joined, didn't she? No. Yeah. But I was told in no uncertain terms that this is why Nora doesn't join because you people are are critical of her writing. And it's like, um, well, it's I no, I not any more than not any more than any other fans, right? Yeah. But but we saw well, we saw it on AdWolf where people were being a little bit more circumspect because Nora was there, right? And but again. That was Nora's board. Right. She paid for it. Exactly. She, she didn't run it, but she paid for it. And it was her official board. Right. So she can do whatever the fuck she wants there. And that's, and that's kind of how it, well, cannot kind of, it is in fact, how it is on fall into the story.com. Yeah. It's that's Nora's space. Mm-hmm. 
That's her space. And you do not come into Nora's space and say what this person said. Yeah. And, you know, because now you're in her space. Now we're not talking about a fan space that's apart from her. Right. We're talking about now this is Nora's space and you don't get to do that. You don't get to go into her space and say this and that or like contradict her and say like, you know, you need to customers always right. Yeah, screw oh, you. That was, that yeah, like, Come on. No. Sorry. No, no. The customer, I am telling you what I worked retail for years and I'm telling you what the customer is not mm-hmm. always right. Nope. You people that we, say that are fucked in the head. You have no idea what you're talking about. I worked retail, the as you know, too. Always mm-hmm. right. Yes. Customer mm-hmm. is not always right. I am sorry. Mm-hmm. I hate that thing with every fiber of my being. I know that's like the business model and that's what they're supposed to try and please you mm-hmm. by saying that, but it's bullshit. Right. And people that take that to heart and expect to be catered to and, mm-hmm. you know, things that cannot be done to be done just for them, the level of entitlement that that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shows just is mind boggling to me. Right. For someone to come in and say, I'm the customer and I want these books done this way and published on this time schedule. And you have to do what I say. It's astounding that. Mm. Fuck off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fuck off, Deborah. (laughs) Seriously. Fucking Deborah. I mean, Nora was trying to be a little bit more. Yes, a little bit more much more polite than I am, but fuck off, (laughs) Debra. Seriously. But really, fuck off, Debra. (laughs) I mean, unreal. And that's what we have to say about it. Oh, yeah. So so much so that when I told you about it, you were trying to go to go see for yourself and you couldn't get through. I couldn't get into the block. Yeah. Yeah. So many people from Twitter were going on there. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's Jesus. crazy. I, I can't I can't imagine being that person that causes that. Yeah. Like I That's and chaos. and not, you know, the last thing I saw from her, not a bit apologetic about it. Yeah. At no. all. She was convinced that she was ten thousand yeah. percent correct. Yeah. yeah. Fucking astounding. <laughs> I mean, it's like, just at crazy. a certain point, you just gotta walk away yeah. and be like, all right. Yeah. You know, you can say what you need to say, but don't dig your heels in after the author herself has come in and said, that's mm-hmm. not how this works. I've explained this to you. Let it go. Right. Not going to happen. <laughs> right. Like, and especially not after the author says, like, I haven't even finished writing it. <laughs> I wasn't going to. And I know it ended on a cliffhanger. I get that. I mean, from what I understand, it ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah, I haven't read it yet. So don't say <laughs> No, I, I haven't read it yet either. But I, it, from what I understand, it, and I had to laugh because that's what Laura said. She's like, Nora has written over 300 books and she's ended exactly one on a cliffhanger and you're going to lose your shit over this. Like, <laughs> and I mean, that's valid. Yeah. She's never had a cliffhanger before ever. Yeah. Not in any of the trilogies, not in the end series. She always wraps the actual, the story up in each particular book. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, even in year one, which is a little bit different, like that series, she, it, there was never a cliffhanger. It was wrapped no. up. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So she does it one time in her entire career, like she, like Laura said, over three hundred bucks, and you're gonna lose I your mind. You. I mean, yeah. 
I, mean, I demand that you write the next book right now. It's like nobody's business and they're not happy and they piss me off. And he knows that because I tweet at him about it. But no. yeah. Rick's awesome. I just got to say shout out to Rick Riordan because he's like got the best Twitter presence of all time. But um, but yeah, hey, no, you don't yeah. get to dictate no. what an author does. You you know what? You can say whatever you want, like like we said, in your own space. Yeah. Yeah. Deborah could have said whatever she wanted to say in her own space, and that would have been perfectly fine. And Nora yeah. probably would have just either not seen it or probably would have just said, eh. Yeah, whatever. Nora wouldn't but, Nora does not go looking for that right. kind of thing. She but she to, she's busy writing all the books. Right. Right. But, but not fast enough for Deborah. Her. Yeah, but right. you can't go. You can't go into her space and like say the stuff and then you know keep. No, that's not okay. No, so little lesson to all of our listeners out there: don't go into Nora's spaces, or any author, or any, any author, author actor, stuff, whatever. Just don't. It's yeah. not. It's not nice. Yeah, it's just be polite. Be nice, people. Don't be dicks. How's that? <laughs> there it is. There's your life lesson. Don't be a dick. Yep. Don't be a dick. Yep. Yep. All right, so getting okay. back to it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like I said, you know, um, I posted about judgment and we had three replies and they were all like, we love Webster. I mean. Yeah, that's what, that's yeah, what I had. Yeah. For the most part, um, Suzanne Winslow, who was on this show, uh, yes, she indeed. said Webster is a sweetheart, which I completely agree with. Yes, yeah. he really Absolutely. is a sweetheart. J. Rob three nineteen says Webster became one of my favorite characters in this book so much so I named my dog Webster. Nice, love it. His crush on Eve is endearing, as she's not the easiest person to love, mm-hmm. and he doesn't shrink when faced with angry Rourke, which is impressive. Sure, that's a point. He always. He always seems to follow through the apologies and joining the case officially. And he does it with such sass. I can't get enough. All right. I like it. And Yvonne says Webster definitely carrying a flame free in the early books of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Yvonne. I mean, he also said that on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. So he, yeah. (laughs) 100%. So, um, but Y'all, it's happened. We we thought it may <laughs> never happen. Never. Somebody called the number. Yes. <laughs> you guys, you have no idea how excited we were. <laughs> and, honest to God, it was the best. <laughs> it was the best day. <laughs> Jennifer Robinson is now our new favorite listener. She's our new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> she's our new favorite listener <laughs> we were all like fangirling and squealing and oh, i cried it was, and i mean it was so great it <laughs> was just a great moment and all she it had was to do wonderful. was pick up the phone and call that damn number yeah and the message itself was lovely yeah so Absolutely. i'm gonna i'm gonna play it so everybody Aww. can hear the message Yay. Hi guys, this is Jennifer Robinson listening in Greenville, South Carolina. I know you guys have been begging people to call the number, so 
that's what I'm doing. I actually have been meaning to call for a while, but I uh, discovered you guys right after Shadows and Death came out. So I've been trying to catch up with the podcast before I weighed in on anything. But just wanted to let you guys know you have created this virtual book club that I absolutely love being a part of. Love listening to you guys every week. And then for upcoming topics, I would love to hear about Eveism. So the way that Eve is constantly not knowing about pop culture or picking apart popular sayings. Like I know in Delusion and Death, she talks about it being a dog-eat-cat world. And she's like, no, it's doggy dog And she's like, well, everyone knows dogs eat cats. And then I think it's Echoes and Death where Rourke is trying to show her a superhero movie. Um, and he's talking about Iron Man and Thor and the Hulk. And she's like, this sounds like porn. So I think that would just, they always make me laugh. And so I would love to hear your guys' conversation around that. But anyways, keep doing what you're doing. I love the show. And uh, hopefully more people call the number. So, you know, this is the thing, guys. You know, people, more people need to call that number. Yeah. We get really excited. We're fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get to be on the podcast. We'll play, yeah. your, we'll play your message. <laughs> and then you can be our, our new favorite listener. <laughs> like, right. like Jennifer is right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wish we had a prize to give to Jennifer, but I really do too. You know, maybe I mean, we'll come up with something for next time. Call again. Yeah. Jennifer. <laughs> we'll come up with something. The other bit of business is we had a trivia question from last time. The last uh, trivia question was what cookie ingredient does Eve hate? And the answer is Coconut. Coconut, um, which is ridiculous because coconut is delicious. Coconut is delicious. Coconut yeah. is the best thing ever. That was answered by Yvonne, who's been killing it on the yeah. trivia questions. Let's see what happens with this one. The new trivia question for this book is, at the scene of the murder of Lieutenant Alan Mills, McNabb gives something to Rourke. What was it? I know, I know. <laughs> Jen knows. And there's, I think that's it. That's it. I, I don't think we have any more uh, comments or questions or anything like that. So, and it's been three hours already. So we're going to have to end this broadcast. So um, again, you know, call the number just like Jennifer did. Uh, the number is 205-476-2753. That is 2054 Rourke. Or if you don't want to call the number, that's fine. You can get in touch with us on um, Instagram or Twitter at Podcast and Death, or you can send us an email at show at podcastanddeath.com or go to our website at podcastanddeath.com. Uh, also, you know, go on wherever you're listening to this on and give us a five-star review because that would help quite a bit it would help other people find this show easier and mm -hmm. uh like we said before we're gonna be going to break so this is the last show we're going to be doing before we go on our, our kind of our christmas break we've got our show already lined up for you for next week and the week after and then we're going to put together some uh outtakes shows so it'll be fun you'll still get episodes while we're on a break so don't worry and then when we come back season two we'll start off with a bang yep just trust us on that you'll love it yep yes. so anyway uh so we're gonna see you in the new year have a great christmas happy holidays happy holidays and we'll see you end of january and but for tonight, 
for Podcast and Death. This is AJ. This is Jen. This is Tara. And we'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This podcast and all of our previous podcasts are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast in Death on Twitter and Instagram. But no, we don't have a Facebook page. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-4-ROURKE. That's 205, the number 4, ROURKE. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slunch it to you.